for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is David Robinson. Uh, I've been, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been uh, going to church here now for several years, and um, I've known uh, Pastor Max and Cato since, uh, wow, since I moved to San Antonio, really. And uh, he's been a great, great friend to me, uh, and a great mentor, an example for me. And, uh, and I'm just thankful that uh, Max and Randy have given me the opportunity to share uh, with the saints, because this is a, it's, a, it's a special opportunity to encourage you today. And, and so hopefully my words will be, you know, something that uh, can encourage you and you can, you can take with you and help you grow in your, in your spirit. Um, I always like to give honor to those people uh, to whom honor is due, is what the Bible says. So, so I honor Max today and I honor Randy. Those guys are out doing great work out in the city. Um, and they're great examples for you. Please continue to pray for them as leaders of this church. There's a lot of hearts here. I mean, this is a huge church, right? So, I mean, just this one church alone, if we really did our job out there, we'd be changing <laughs> this whole city by ourselves. So it's a, it's a big responsibility for them in their, in their place. So please pray for Max. Please pray for Randy um, uh, as they do their jobs. And you have a great group of elders here. I want to give honor to our elders because they, they, they're faithful men. And, and they serve this church faithfully. So uh, uh, fantastic people. And I also want to give honor to, of course, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for me, and he shed his blood for me and for you. So I give honor to him today. And, and, and so I just want to uh, be able to hopefully uh, share this scripture with you in Romans, Romans chapter 5. But this scripture has been with me for some time. You know, the Lord sometimes gives you things that you can just chew on. You know, sometimes he, he won't let something go. And for me, this is one of those scriptures. And about for the last year, the Lord gave it to me, and I've been just reading it and meditating on it and, and getting a lot out of it um, from time to time. And, uh, and I think it really fits this holiday season because it talks about two things that Every holiday season, there are two words that you see on every Christmas card, and there are two, two words that I think that, uh, you know, obviously the most used words, but one is, about, one is peace, and the other one is rejoice. And, and, and I think during the holiday season, as Christians, as children of God, we should be the best examples to the world of those two things. We should be the best examples of peace there is. The world doesn't know peace like we know peace. And we should be rejoicing. And they should see our joy. It should be evident in our lives because we have something to rejoice about. And so I want to encourage you in that, in this, in this scripture today. Um, let's go to Romans chapter 5 and read the first couple of verses. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of glory. And it starts off saying that we're justified. We're justified by faith. We are being justified. And I love that term. And that term, I know a lot of people hear justified, and, and they think of, um, a lot of people say, well, you know, being justified means it's just as if I'd never sinned. And that's a good way to rem remember it. But the way I think about it is, is I think about, you know, being a police officer. 
Uh, when you, God forbid, you have to ever use your weapon or do something, uh, hurt someone, there's always an investigation. And after that investigation, they determine whether you were justified in doing what you did. And if it's determined that you were justified in using your weapon, then you're considered righteous. It was a righteous deal, and you're free. And so it's the same way here with God. We're being justified. We're being justified by our faith in Christ Jesus. Right? So God is declaring you righteous. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, it's righteous. It's okay. You, have, uh, you now have a right standing with God. And so we are being justified by faith. And it's interesting because Romans chapter 4 talks a lot about that faith. And it uses two great examples. Abraham is one of our examples of faith. By faith, Abraham proved that he was righteous before God. It wasn't because of the great things that he did. We're not justified by our works, but we're justified because we believed God. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And that's where we need to be. We need to be in a place where we believe God. Above all the things that are going on in this world, you need to believe God. And when God sees that type of faith, and he sees you walking in that type of faith, he rewards that type of faith, and he calls you righteous. And you become justified before God. And see, actually, when we get saved, there's, a, there's three steps in this process of our souls really being saved. And the first process is when we, when we commit our hearts to Jesus. And that process is when we get washed. We get washed. Because all the things we did before, all the unrighteousness that we had before, it's just washed away. We give ourselves to the Lord. We say, Lord Jesus, we belong to you. And we get washed. And the second part of that is sanctification. Then we get sanctified. And sanctification is, uh, is us being separated from our sins and our sinful ways that we used to live in and being joined unto God. Becoming like God. And so... There's, there's three processes. You go from being washed to being sanctified to being justified. And justification is it's that certificate. It's that de declaration by God that you're righteous, that you belong to him. So we're being justified by God because of our faith. And I always look at myself and always try to imagine um, you know, when I read about Abraham and the faithful things that he did, I mean, do I have faith like that? Really, do I walk in faith like Abraham walked in faith? Man, and if you read Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4 is fantastic because it, it talks about we're not justified by, the, by our works, right? We believe God. Abraham believed him so much that even in the face of unbelievable odds, he believed God. Man, he was 75 years old. He was 85 years old. See, God said, you're going to be the father of many nations. Man, I'm not even the father of one kid. <laughs> I'm 85 years old. And yet he believed God. And then he got to 99, 100 years old almost, and he had a child. Because of his faithfulness, because he believed God above all things in this world, above all common sense and reason, he believed God. He was declared righteous. And the same with David. 
David believed God. It didn't matter what was going on, man. He marched out onto the field and he saw the Philistine giant standing there. All of the nation of Israel, all God's children were cowering. And David said, what are you guys doing? Do you, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that stands against the armies of the Lord? Does he know who we are? He believed God. And he went out and did exactly what God called him to do. And so we have to look at ourselves and we have to say, how is our faith? Do we have this type of faith? Do we have the faith of Abraham, the faith of David? And it's really simple. It's not complicated. Our faith is just believing God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If you meditate on your word, you spend time in your word, you'll see all these great promises of God. And you'll see how faithful God is. Time and time again, you see the saints. They go through these struggles. God delivers them. God gives them promises. And God always fulfills his promises. And he gives us promises. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. If it weren't so, I wouldn't say. Right? He says he'll be our strong tower. He'll be our refuge. He'll protect us. He'll guard us in our going out and our coming in. He'll guard us from all evil. And so there's so many promises there, and we have to choose to believe him. And as we choose to believe God above all things, you can sit and watch the news all day, you can put your faith in the stock market, you can put your faith in all the things that are happening today, but you're going to be disappointed. But if you put your faith in God, as Abraham put his faith in God, and as David put his faith in God, you will never be disappointed. You will be justified by your faith. And that's a key. We are being justified by faith. And because of that, we have peace with God. Oh, man, that's an awesome deal. We have peace with our Father in heaven. Man, I, you know, I grew up, my father, he's, uh, he was uh, in the military, and he was, he was gone away a lot. He'd go on trips, go on a lot of, um, he was on um, some, a destroyer, so he'd be out at sea for four, four months at a time, three, four months, and, and I remember when he would come back home, all I could think about was all the bad things I did, <laughs> and that day when he came home was like a terrifying day to me, <laughs> you know, my mom would say, I'm going to wait till your dad gets home, you just wait till your dad gets home, and that was all I could remember, so when, when, with the day when dad came home, I was counting down the days, I was like, oh no, he'll be home Thursday. <laughs> And it was kind of scary because I, I figured I was going to really meet, meet my match because all these things that I had done while he was gone, now they're going to add up and now I'm going to get in trouble for him. But see, there is nothing like having peace with God, right? And knowing that when you come into that house, there is no repercussion, there's no condemnation. You know, and, and every time dad would come home and he never even talked about all the things that I did. <laughs> it never even came up. And that's how it is with us when we are justified. God doesn't look at all those things that you did. All that stuff is put away. It's gone. Forget about it. Leave it behind you. You are justified by your faith. If you believe God, all that stuff is gone. And then you move into that process. See, you've been washed. You move into that process of sanctification. And you're being sanctified. You're being separated from your sins. You shouldn't live in the former way of life that you lived. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go back to that sin. One thing, scripture that always sticks in my head is, you know, when we go back to our sin, it's like a dog returning to his own vomit. And I think, that's just disgusting. 
This is a bad picture. <laughs> and, and if I think I'm going back to my sin, that's really bad. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I want to keep walking forward. I want to keep believing God. I want to keep moving forward. I want to keep growing. And then that way, I become a man of faith. Right? I become a man who is truly justified. And then the promise goes on to say, you have that peace with God. But see, not only with God, but you have peace with other people, with other men. See, because you've learned what peace is, now you can have peace with others. And you can also have peace with yourself. It's one of the things we always, we have a hard time doing, right? We have a hard time forgiving ourselves. We have a hard time moving on, right? When you make a mistake, move forward. You know, if you don't get over it, the people around you aren't going to get over it. And so God gives us peace. And that should be one of the greatest things that people see about us as children of God. They should see our peace. We don't get ruffled. We don't get shaken by the things that are going on around us. See, that's an attitude that you choose. You choose to get shaken, right? Something happens to you. This guy cuts you off on the road or something bad is happening at work or somebody's getting on your nerves. You choose to get rattled. But see, if we look in the Bible and we see the saints in the Bible and we see people like Joseph who sold by his brothers into slavery, now he might have been mad about it for a day or so, but by the way he acted, you could never tell. Because Potiphar saw him and Potiphar said, my goodness, look at the way the Lord blesses you. He said, I'm not crazy. I'm going to put you in charge of my whole household. Because everything you do, God, God blesses. And then when he got falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, he went to prison. And in prison, the warden said, hey, I'm not crazy either. I see what you're doing. Man, God blesses everything you touch. I'm going to put you in charge of the prison. He had an attitude he chose, even in the worst circumstances. I can't imagine the worst circumstances than my brother selling me into slavery. But in that, even in that circumstance, he believed God. And guess what? God credited it to him as righteousness. And it's the same thing we will get from God if we believe him. If we walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord, he will give us that righteousness. And we will know that peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. This whole holiday season is about peace. It's about peace. What did the angel say um, to the shepherds when the angel came? He said, unto you this day a Savior is born. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. That's what Christ is about. That's what this Christmas is about. It's about peace. And that should be one of the greatest things that you show this world is your peace. And if you don't have that, then maybe we need to go back and, you know, read a little bit and pray a little bit more. Because it's there. It's a great gift. That's the gift of this holiday season. It says we have peace with God. And not only that, we have access to this grace wherein we now stand. We stand in the grace of God. Right? This gift that was given to all people. This gift of Jesus Christ. It was given to the whole world. I mean, God gives us so much. He's, you know, this world that we, we wake up every day and this sun comes up, we see these beautiful trees, animals, every, I mean, it's an amazing world that God's given us. He's given us grace, all of us. But see, only certain people have access. Only certain people have the key. Who has the key? Those who have faith. Those who believe God. Right? So we believe God, and through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have access to this grace wherein we now stand. 
right? So we understand grace and we understand peace. And so what does that lead to? The verse goes on to say, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It leads to rejoicing. It leads to joy. And as Christians, as children of the living God, people should see that joy in you. You know, the nation of Israel, when they were out in the wilderness, um, they, God criticized them for a lot of things. He criticized them for murmuring and complaining. And he criticized them for getting up every morning and going about their business, eating and drinking and playing, but not putting him right in the center. See, God likes when you remember him, when you remember the things that he has done, because he has done so much. And so why do we come to church every week? So we can remember. He says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Why? So you can get together and rejoice in the things that I've given you that week. Well, why do we take communion? So we can remember the price that Christ paid on that cross. We remember the breaking of the bread. We remember the spilling of the blood. It gives us the right perspective. Why do we fast and why do we pray? Because we remember what a blessing it is when you don't have food and God provides. And we remember who we put our trust in. We don't put our trust in the food. We put our trust in the Lord. And so God loves it when you remember. He knows how we are. We have a tendency to forget. We are forgetful people. But he says to remember this. Right? And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. God says, I have, I've given you so many promises, and I want you to remember them, and I want you to hope in that glory. Hope in what is to come for you. You're being shaped in my image. Right? I've called you to a calling. You're fulfilling the promise. And you should hope in the glory of all of that. And so you should be rejoicing. And so, for me, this holiday season, one of my challenges and one of, the, one of the ways I just would like to challenge you is to, is to think about those two things. Number one, rejoice. Let people see that. Let people see the joy that you know because of Christ Jesus. Let them see what you see. Let them know what you know. Right? Your joy is infectious. People love to see a happy and a joyful person. And especially around the holidays. But, I mean, it should go all year, but the holidays especially. Because everyone in the world is talking about the birth of Christ. So it's a great chance for us to show what this birth of Christ is all about. And that's about joy. And the second thing is that we would share our peace. And this is something that, you know, not just for the world, share your peace with the world. But share your peace with your own family, please. Let them see that you are peaceful and full of peace. You know, this world, I mean, we, they try to stretch this holiday season out from, you know, all the way from Black Friday to, you know, Purple Sunday and Chartreuse Monday. I mean, they're trying to sell you everything, right? They turn this into something, and it's great if you stretch the holiday out, but don't stretch it out because of what they say. Stretch it out because you want, you, you want to stretch out this season of peace. Stretch it out because you want to show people the glory of God that is in you, the glory of Christ Jesus that is in you, the hope of glory, right? The Bible says we have a lively hope. I love that, I love that, that word, but we have a lively hope in Christ Jesus. 
And so let them see your peace and let them see your joy this holiday season. It's my prayer that God just bless you and give you a special time this holiday season. So thank you so much.